Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. If you have your Bibles this morning, 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter number 9 this morning, 2 Samuel chapter number 9, we'll bring you a little thought out of here this morning with the help of the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter number 9, and uh, you pray for us today that God would help us and give us what we need. Uh, boy, I appreciate the message on Wednesday night. Man, Brother Ryan done a tremendous job on Wednesday night, and I uh, appreciate that. Looking forward to hearing Brother Dakota tonight. He's going to preach for us tonight, and um, then next Sunday night, Brother Cody's going to preach for us next Sunday night. I'm looking forward to that, and um, uh, these young men may never have an opportunity to preach and drive in church again after all this is over with. Um, so these young men, I'm going to give them a chance to preach also. And uh, I tell you this, you don't want to miss them, man. I'm telling you what, uh, great, great preaching. And uh, Brother Heath preached for us one time. Brother Ryan, Brother Dakota's going to tonight. going to let Brother Cody. And um, next Sunday night. So I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter number 9 this morning. Hope you'll pray for us that God would use us today and uh, help us to be a blessing to you today. And uh, I was looking up there on the hill and uh, I sure hope uh, Brother Gerald sent me a message and said this I hope nobody's parking brake goes out up there today and uh, they're hoping so too we're hoping it a whole lot more than they're hoping it but anyway I um, uh, appreciate everybody being here this morning and uh, remember service this evening and uh, you help us pray we met on Wednesday night uh, about when to go back in our church um, with the governor's blessings or without the governor's blessings when to go back in our church and um, we have some things that we've laid out on that and um, I hope sooner than later um, we're going to be able to do that and um, we're just really praying about it. I was on several, several um, different calls this week um, um, with lawyers, with um, uh, public officials, our local officials talking to them and uh, I'll just say this, I want our testimony to be right. Amen. I want our testimony to be right. However, there does come a time that we as the church has to draw a line also and say, um, uh, this is just as far as we're going to let you push us. Um, so you help us pray about it and uh, pray that the Lord would give us wisdom on that. Me and Brother Brian Beasley talked a long time last night again on it. And um, um, here before too much longer, hopefully we'll be able to get back in our church. And probably um, the first step to that, matter of fact, the first step to that is going to be this morning, um, um, we've went six weeks without an altar call or seven weeks without an altar call, and uh, there's a little bit of carpet in front of the pulpit today, and um, we're going to start having an altar call and asking you, if you come to the altar, stay six foot apart, but we're going to open the altar back up, amen, and um, probably the next step on that, just laying this out for you, probably the next step on that um, in the next week or so will be, um, if you want to bring a lawn chair and sit in front of your vehicle with your family um, six foot away from the next family um, will probably be the next step on that and uh, just phase back into our church slowly and gradually uh, of course if we was to see a big spike in our area um, of course all of that will probably be drawn back a little bit so we're just praying and I mean what I'm fixing so I wish that you'd pray for me and uh, the deacons of our church the other men that we're leaning on during this time um, that God would give us wisdom and help us and 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 I know 
what the thought of some is. Well, bless God, let's just open the doors up and go back to church. And I, I want to do that, but I want to do it in the right time, and I want to do it in a safe manner. Even when we go back into the church, there's still going to be some restrictions. And I'll just say this, it'll be a while um, before we're just right back to business as normal. And uh, that day will come, amen. And uh, I, I, I said this, and I'll say it again. Um, uh, Miss Kay, um, she's preached to me. Miss Kay Gallion's preached to me for several weeks. And uh, she's in heaven today, but she's still been preaching to me and she just keeps saying this don't focus on what you can't do focus on what you can do and uh, that's what we're going to do is focus on what we can do amen um second samuel chapter number nine this morning i want to give you a little thought out of here with the help of the lord and see what the lord will give us today you that knows the bible knows what's going on here in the life of David. But let me read you a few verses today. 2 Samuel chapter number 9, verse number 1 says this. 2 Samuel chapter number 9, verse number 1 says, And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba, and when they had called him unto David, uh, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there yet any uh, of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness, the kindness of God unto him? Uh, and Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan uh, hath yet a son uh, who is lame of his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, uh, he is in the house of Makar, uh, the son of Emil in Lodabar. The king, then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Makar, uh, uh, the son of Emil from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, uh, was come unto David, he fell on his face uh, and did reverence. And David said to Mephibosheth, uh, and he answered, Behold, thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness uh, uh, for Jonathan thy father's sake, uh, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Skip down for the sake of time to verse 11. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord of the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. And As for Mephibosheth, said thy king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, uh, for he did eat continually at the king's table uh, and was lame uh, of both feet. I want to preach to you about this thought for just a little while this morning. Uh, the compassion of David. The compassion of David. Now, Father, I love you today. God, I pray over the next few minutes, Lord, that you'd help us today. I pray, God, that you'd use us, Father. Fill us with the Holy Ghost, Lord. 
Lord. I pray, God, that you'd help our preaching to be a blessing to someone. God, the only way that'll happen, God, is if you help us today and you anoint us. God, give us liberty, preach us in power and unction and demonstration. Save that sinner closest to hell. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Whenever you study the life of David, he's a very interesting character to study. And all of you know my love and my passion for studying. Studying the life of David. Man, I love to study his life. And David, even though he was a man of war, he was a very accomplished warrior. He was a very accomplished soldier. Whenever you study the life of David, you'll also find that David was a very passionate and David was a very compassionate man in his life. Matter of fact, 2 Samuel chapter number 9. Uh, uh, probably lays out uh, uh, the greatest passion uh, uh, that David has or the greatest compassion uh, uh, that David shows uh, during his reign as king. It is dealing with a man by the name of Mephibosheth. Here's what his name means. His name means shameful. It means shameful things or displeaser of shame. It's what Mephibosheth means. In other words, if you look at the meaning of his name, uh, he was a very shameful person. Now, let me show you some things about Mephibosheth uh, uh, by way of introduction. Let me show you this. Number one, uh, he was crippled uh, from a fall. He was crippled uh, from a fall. Uh, the Bible says that he was lame uh, of his feet. You'll find that if you go back to chapter number four uh, and verse number four, that his nurse uh, was fleeing with him. Uh, you'll find that Saul uh, and Jonathan has gotten killed uh, and they are fleeing. The nurse is fleeing uh, with Mephibosheth and as she's fleeing away with him, she falls uh, and causes him, uh, uh, some writers say, to break both uh, of his ankles or uh, both of his legs. I personally believe that it was to his ankles because uh, the Bible said that he was lame of his feet. And can I say this to you today? Uh, he was crippled by the fall uh, of someone else. Uh, uh, you, he was simply being carried. Now, you say, preacher, what's that got to do with anything? Uh, uh, it's a picture uh, of you and me. Uh, uh, you see, according to Genesis, uh, uh, we are crippled uh, by the fall of man today. Mephibosheth was crippled by a fall. Mephibosheth lived uh, in the house of Makar, uh, which means sold. That's what that means. It means sold. It was the house of Makar. I'll give you food for thought right here and I'll keep moving. Uh, does anybody know who Makar is? Uh, we know that he is the son uh, of Emil in verse number four, but you know who the daughter of Emil is? The daughter of Emil is a lady by the name uh, of Bathsheba. Has anybody ever heard of Bathsheba? I find it very interesting uh, that Makar, uh, where, uh, where uh, you find Mephibosheth, 
Zephyrs is the brother of Bathsheba. But let me say this in passing. She, he is at Makar, which means sold. You know what you and I was? We were sold under sin according to Romans chapter 7 and verse number 4. Mephibosheth was sold, shown kindness because of the grace towards Jonathan. You see, Mephibosheth didn't enjoy grace and he didn't enjoy the compassion of the king because of something he had done. But it was because of a covenant that his father had made with the king. And can I say this to you today? We're not shown kindness from our heavenly father today because of something we've done. Because we're all sinners worthy of hell. Oh, but aren't you glad that our king's son had a covenant made with him? And that's the reason we can have kindness shown to us today. Now here's what I want to look at for just a minute today. I want to look at the compassion of David. The compassion of David towards Mephibosheth. David was very compassionate to Mephibosheth. You that knows your Bible knows this. Whenever David took over as king, David could have rightly and justifiably, David could have killed Mephibosheth and anybody else of the house of Saul because he was the former king. Now, it's not like that in our day, but in that day he could have. But you find that David does not kill Mephibosheth. The law said to kill him because of who he was. Oh, but aren't you glad the king said not to kill him? And can I say this to you today? If we went by the law of the scripture, the law would say kill us because of what we've done, because of who our lineage was back to Adam. Oh, but I sure am glad that God don't look on that today. And God don't measure us by law today. He measures by grace today. I want you to see three or four quick things about David's compassion on Mephibosheth. Number one this morning, I want you to see the scope of David's compassion. The scope of David's compassion. Look what your Bible said in verse number one of chapter number nine. And David said... Man, that's good water, but David didn't say that. And David said, is there yet, if you write in your Bible, I would invite you to underline or circle this word, any. That's a big word, any. Here's what David said, is there any of the house of Saul? Look in verse number three. And the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul. Note the scope uh, of David's compassion. David didn't say, hey, uh, is there uh, 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 one that is very wealthy? It's not what David said. David didn't say, hey, is there one that's good looking? That's not what David said. You know what David said? Whenever you study this out, here's exactly what David said. Is there 
any. David did not put no criteria on it. As long as they was from the house of Saul, uh, they could be showed kindness uh, because of Jonathan's sake. Can I say something to you today? I sure am glad the scope uh, of the command. If you've not figured it out yet, uh, I'm using David as a picture uh, of our heavenly father. Aren't you glad the scope uh, of his compassion is this today? For God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son uh, of that whosoever uh, believeth in him should not perish uh, uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, aren't you glad he said uh, uh, for whosoever uh, shall call upon the name of the Lord uh, uh, shall be saved. Uh, he said in 2 Peter 3 9 uh, uh, the Lord's not slack uh, uh, concerning his promises uh, as some men count slackness uh, uh, but is long suffering usward uh, uh, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. The, the scope of his compassion. What was it? It was, it was all. He said, is there any? I've got good news today. If you're sitting here today and you don't know the Lord is your Savior, you've never been saved. I've got real good news. I'm glad that God loves you. You say, who will God save? God will save anybody. There's not an elect few. I'm glad it's a whosoever will can come drink of the water of life freely. It's whosoever today. And so I see number one, the scope. I see the scope of his compassion. Number two, I see this. Let me move quickly. Not only do you see the scope of the compassion, but I want you to see the strength of David's compassion. The strength of his compassion. The compassion behind David's inquiry was not a passing mood, but it was so strong that years had not diminished it. Whenever you study it out, 22 years ago, 22 years prior to 2 Samuel chapter number 9, we would have found ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter number 20. And you know what David says? David makes a covenant, Brother Heath, David makes a covenant with Jonathan. And, he, and I'm not quoting this verbatimly, but here's what he's saying. When I become king, I'm going to take care of your family. Everything's going to be all right. I'm talking about the strength of that. Think about this with me. The strength of Christ's compassion. If I could, I would say it this way. Some of you that's here today, matter of fact, I talked to some of you yesterday about this. Your hours have been cut at work. I'm not going to go into all this, but I, I don't, I want to be real careful, but I don't understand the governor saying that we need more hospital beds and we need more workers when our health care is being laid off like crazy. And now, if we was in the church, I'd say somebody give me an amen, but they're being laid off like crazy. They're, 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 they are, but anyway, we was talking. I was talking to some of you yesterday. You was talking about your hours being cut back at work. Brother Heath, our youth pastor, has been laid off now for several weeks and don't know if he'll even get to go back, don't know if the plan will open back up. Several more sitting here has been laid off. And you know what? I could say this. You bring me all your bills, and I'll take care of them. 
But here's the only problem with that. I don't have the strength to back that up. You say, why? Because my bank account is limited. I mean, I'm not like Dakota. My bank account is limited. But watch this. David has the strength. Oh, yeah. David has the strength to back up the covenant he has made to Jonathan. And let me tell you the reason why. He is the king of Israel. He's not just any old boy walking around no more. He's not just a shepherd boy taking care of the sheep in the field anymore. Oh, no. He's the king. He is the king of Israel. Hear me and hear me well. When Jesus says, whosoever is thirsty, let him come drink of the water of life freely. He has the strength to back up the invitation that he made. Us. Hey, David said it this way. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I may not understand everything, but I do know this. God's still in control. God's still on the throne. And he has the strength that he needs. I see the strength, the strength of this compassion. Not only do I see the scope of it, Not only do I see the strength of it, but I want you to see this. I want you to see the seeking of David's compassion. The seeking of David's compassion. Let me show you something right here. The seeking of his compassion. I had to give myself a little more volume because I was running out. The seeking of David's compassion. Y'all thought I was going to go in there and get something, didn't you? You was waiting on me to bring out some great big illustration, wasn't you? The seeking of... Let me show you something. Look what the Bible said. That's not Rona. That's allergies. Look what the Bible said. Verse number five. The Bible said this. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Makar. The seeking of David's compassion. Even if... Mephibosheth wanted to get to David, he couldn't. He couldn't. You want me to tell you the reason why? He was lame of his feet. There was nothing he could do until the king came to where he was at. Oh, yes. Some of you should get on board in just a second. Can I tell you something? There was a time that I was lost. And on the road to hell, hey, I want you to hear me, and I want you to hear me well. I could pray all I wanted to, but the Bible said that we couldn't come to the Father except the Spirit which He hath sent draw us to Him. Uh, you see, for me to be saved, uh, the King, whoa, yeah, uh, the King had to send somebody uh, to where I was at, and that was the Holy Ghost of God. I don't know about anybody else this morning, uh, but I sure am thankful uh, for the seeking compassion of the King today. I sure am glad that night uh, I was sitting at the church house. Uh, he sent the Holy Ghost. Well, amen. He sent the Holy Ghost uh, to where I was at uh, and showed me my need. Uh, he had compassion on me. He sought me out. I thought about this. You remember that story in, 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 in John chapter number 4? 
You remember that story of that woman sitting at Jacob's well? And uh, she just went by to get some water in the middle of the day. But when she got there, somebody was sitting there waiting on her. And it wasn't just any old man. This man uh, had the strength to back up what he was fixing to offer her. Oh, yeah, good neighbor. You remember that story? Jesus looked at her and said, Oh, if you only knew, you'd ask me to drink, and I'd give you water that you never thirst again. You want me to tell you the only reason she knew to ask him? Here's the reason why. Because he told her to. The only reason I knew to ask the Lord to save me, that's because the Holy Ghost told me to. He sought me out. Hallelujah. For the seeking power and the seeking compassion of the Holy Ghost today. I see David's, I'll give you this in closing. I see the scope of David's compassion. I see the strength of David's I see the seeking of David's compassion. But I see this in closing. I see the steadfastness of David's compassion. The steadfastness of it. That word means this. Steadfastness means fixed in direction. Firm in purpose unwavering unwavering you know what it means it means it's going to be there the steadfastness the steadfastness of David's compassion you remember that story in Luke chapter number 15 of the prodigal son y'all remember that story the prodigal went the father gave him everything and, and he went out into the far country the father never went after him. I find that very interesting. The father never went after him. And here's the reason he didn't. He knew that boy had to come to himself before he'd ever get any help. And when that boy came to himself, he said this, how many hired services my father has? He said, I'll just go back to my father's house and become one of those hired servants. And you know what he does? He goes back to the father's house. And when he was yet a great ways off, the father saw him. You want me to tell you something? The only reason the father saw him a great ways off is because the father was looking for him. Oh, yes. And the father ran to him and fell upon him. Can I show you something right there? That's the only time in your King James Bible that you'll see a picture of God running. It's the only time. And you know what he's doing? He's running towards that wayward child that's coming back home. Yeah, amen. What I'm saying is this. It didn't matter what that prodigal done. It didn't matter where that prodigal had been. When that prodigal came to himself and came back home, uh, the love of the father was steadfast. It didn't move. I say the steadfastness of the king today. I sure am glad that his love for me never changes. Let me give you this in closing. Come start playing softly. Let me give you this in closing. Let me give you this in closing. After we read chapter number 9, after we read chapter number 9, Mephibosheth goes silent. He goes silent. And when he goes silent for 15 years, 
15 years. We don't hear nothing about Mephibosheth. Let me read you something. And you can turn with me if you want to to chapter 19. Chapter number 19. Between chapter 9 and chapter 19, here's what's happened. Absalom, the son of David. I'm headed somewhere. Stay with me. Absalom, the son of David, has rebelled against David and has risen up and overtaken the kingdom. And David has run in fear for his life. You'll find that in him running in fear for his life, that Ziba goes with David. But Mephibosheth stays at the king's palace. Mephibosheth stays at the king's palace with Absalom. Now what about that? Mephibosheth don't go with David. David's one that showed him compassion. David's one that's loved on him. But Mephibosheth don't go with David. He stays at the king's palace. In chapter number 19, David has now come back and overtook the throne in Israel again. And in verse number 25, the Bible says this, And it came to pass... When he was come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said unto him, Wherefore wentest thou not thou with me, Mephibosheth? David says to him, Hey, Mephibosheth, why didn't you go with me? Why didn't you go with me? Look what he says. And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant, deceived me. For thy servant said, I will saddle me an ass that I may ride thereon. And go to the king, because thy servant is lame. And he hath slandered thy servant unto my lord the king. But, but my lord the king is an angel of God. Do therefore what is good in thine eyes. Goes down to verse number 29. And the king said unto him, Why speakest thou any more of thy matters? I have said, Thou and Ziba divide the land. So evidently, now stay with me. I know I'm slowed down, but stay with me. Evidently, there's a discrepancy between what Ziba is saying and what Mephibosheth is saying. Mephibosheth is saying, the reason I didn't go with you is because Ziba wouldn't let me. And evidently, Ziba is saying, I tried to get him to go, but he wouldn't go because the king does this. He said, I'm going to divide it between you and Ziba. That land is between you and Ziba. Watch this, chapter number 21. Chapter number 21, verse number 7 says this. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. David has to leave the kingdom Mephibosheth stays back Why we're not certain But he stays back And when David comes back to the kingdom He questions him about it He says why didn't you go with me He says it's Ziba's fault Ziba probably says it's his fault David is probably I think maybe even A little frustrated 
Because he says, I told you not to speak of the matter anymore. In other words, he's saying this. Like I'd say it down at our house every once in a while. Just drop it, man. Just drop it. Don't talk about it no more. But you know something that never changed? The love that David had for Mephibosheth never changed. Everything that Mephibosheth was supposed to get, Mephibosheth still got. The love never changed. And you want me to tell you the reason why? It wasn't because Mephibosheth was a good person. It wasn't because Mephibosheth was a great asset to David. You want me to tell you, he's lame of his feet. He's no asset to David. You want me to tell you the reason... You want me to tell you the reason that it never changed? It's because David had made a covenant with Jonathan. And David wasn't going to break that covenant. Now watch this. You and I fail God every day. And you know what God could do? God could just thump us right off the face of the earth and be done with us. But you want me to tell you the reason that God still loves you and that God, well, amen, and that God still loves me and that God still takes care of me. You want me to tell you the reason why? Because there's been a covenant made between him and his son. That's the reason why. Now, when we find Mephibosheth, he's experienced the king's favor He's experienced the king's friendship. He's experienced being part of the king's family. And now he is feeding at the king's table. He's feeding at the king's table. When Mephibosheth, everybody's still all right. When Mephibosheth gets up underneath the king's table, you ever notice something when you get underneath the table, you sit down? And get underneath the table. You don't see your legs no more. You see when Mephibosheth got around the king's table. He looked like everybody else around the table. His faults you couldn't see no more. They was covered underneath the king's table. And can I just say this to you brother Josh. When we slide up underneath the king's table. And began to die. Oh, yes, around the king's table. All of our faults are hid because of the compassion the king has showed us. I'm going to ask you this question today. I'm going to ask you this question. Have you ever accepted the offer the king has made to you? Have you ever been saved? Have you ever asked the Lord to come into your heart and to save you? If you've not, I've got real good news this morning. There's a king that loves you and a king that cares about you. There's a king that's already bought you. Is there any of the house of Saul? There's no stipulations on that. I'm glad there's somebody that loves you today and somebody that'll save you.